From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., Republican Congressman Sean Duffy announced last week that he will be stepping down from the job. Duffy represents northern Wisconsin and says his last day will be September 23rd. He says he wants to spend more time with his family, especially since discovering his baby will be born next month with a heart condition. So when might a special election be held and what are the chances of Democrats winning this seat? Well, uh, the timing is a good question. Governor Evers so far hasn't really said when he plans to schedule it, but there are kind of three options that people have been talking about with me, at least. Um, one is to schedule at the same time as the regular spring election, which would be a primary in February, general election in April. Uh, in a vacuum, <clears throat> that would be a great option for Democrats because there is, you know, the president's primary is on the April ballot as well. And so there's an expectation that that would drive turnout from Democrats, um, assuming the primary is still going on for the party's nomination for president, that if you're giving a boost to Democratic turnout, that that would give you a better shot in the 7th congressional district, which is quite frankly a, a fairly Republican district. It's not really a swing seat at all. It's become quite Republican. But if you have a, you know, a situation where you have another driver of turnout that favors Democrats, that would be great. But nothing happens in vacuum politics. And don't forget that on the April ballot, you also have the state Supreme Court race. Uh, Conservative Justice Daniel Kelly is seeking a full 10-year term. If you have something like the 7th Congressional District race on the ballot, that would possibly um, be benefit from the Democratic turnout of the primary for president. You also would be bringing out Republicans who might not otherwise vote. That then would possibly help Kelly. So there's that to kind of consider. Uh, another option would be to create two whole new elections uh, sometime yet this fall or maybe even early next year. Then, if you're a Democrat, you would hope that you'd have more energy and enthusiasm that would drive your voters to the polls to have a shot at beating uh, the Republican. I mean, just look, in 2018, that's kind of how they won a special election for a state Senate seat because it was a very Republican district, but they just had the energy and enthusiasm on their side, and they pulled off an upset with Patty Schotner over in Somerset winning that seat. So there's that. But the downside of that option is you'd have to have taxpayers pay for two whole new elections. A third option would be to kind of do a hybrid where you schedule the general election for the 7th Congressional District at the same time as the February primary, already a statewide race there for Supreme Court. Uh, that's just the primaries, not kind of impacting the who ends up on the bench for 10 years. But then you have the primary six weeks ahead of that uh, February election. Yes, it's a, a primary in early January, but that way you kind of only have one election that taxpayers are paying for and you avoid impact the state Supreme Court race. Now, you know, these are all kinds of things people have thrown out there, but the question is going to be for Evers, you know, what does he think is best? Um, and if you're a Democrat, if you, if you think this is a, a chance to win this seat and you want to have the best opportunity, you got to kind of keep in mind uh, long term that, yes, it'd be a huge blow for Republicans if they lost this seat because Donald Trump needs to win a seat like this in Wisconsin to have a chance that we repeat as victim of state in 20, they had in 2016. Not only that, he needs these districts nationally because he's, this is a rural, uh, white, blue-collar district. That's the kind of seat that Trump has to do well in and show strength in to have a shot. If somehow Republicans lost this seat whenever the election were held, it'd be a big blow to Trump. 
the same time, go to November when you have a normal turnout environment, it's not like Democrats are going to hold the seat because it's just so Republican. So if you're a Democrat, you know, you look at this whole dynamic of when to hold it, it's like, well, is it worth it taking a shot to win it by like, for example, scheduling the same time as the Supreme Court race and the presidential primary, if it's a temporary hold and then you you impact your chances of winning that state Supreme Court seat, which is a 10-year term, is a much bigger impact on the state going forward. Do you think Sean Duffy will run for public office or return to the public eye somewhere down the line? Uh, in talking to people last week, Republicans were pretty sure that there's still a future for Sean Duffy. Um, before this all happened, most of the talk about his future had been about 2022. Um, he's got a couple, he had a couple options people thought ahead of him. One uh, was staying in the House if and when Republicans take back control of the House. Um, he'd be aligned to be a financial services chair. That's a pretty big deal. Um, he could run for governor in 2022 or run for U.S. Senate. I mean, he's still got those options for 2022 in terms of running for the Senate and the governor in front of him. It's just going to be out of, the, out of the congressional eye for a couple of years now. So, I mean, for one, if, if Duffy, if you also want to come back and run again in a couple two years, you might have to do things like, you know, keep keep uh, relevant, have your name out there, have some kind of profile, go into like Lincoln Day dinners and Republican events to remind people you're still around. That would help. I mean, he's been a contributor on Fox News. He can still keep doing that to kind of keep a profile nationally. So there are ways to keep relevant if he wants to run in 2022. Don't forget, he had about, I think, 2.2 or 2.4 million in the bank at the end of June. That's money that he can hold on to if he wants to run for U.S. Senate. But there are several dominoes that have to fall. I mean, first, obviously, he's got a situation at home that no matter who I've talked to, wish him the best. And, you know, that'll take up some of his time. We'll see how that plays out for him, how that impacts his decision making about public life. Um, once that is hopefully passed for the best for everybody, then he can think about, okay, what's he want to do? Uh, those decisions will all be impacted by what happens in 2020. You know, how does Trump do in Wisconsin? Sean Duffy's been a big backer of the president's. Um, if Trump does well here uh, next fall, that could influence his decision. Does Trump win re-election nationally or not? If he doesn't, then Democrat in the White House. History suggests that 2022 would be a good year for Republicans at the polls. That could be an incentive to get back in to, and run again. Another domino is what's Ron Johnson do? Uh, our U.S. Senator has said he is thinking about whether he wants to stick to his original pledge of just doing two terms in the Senate or if you want to run for a third one because the navigation has changed. He's mentioned for governor as well. So then there are all kinds of things that have to occur. But for right now, people are just saying, hey, this guy's going to go take care of what's happening at home, hope the best for him, and then there's going to be an opportunity from down the line to make some political decisions. In another event, the head of Wisconsin's Economic Development Agency says he's leaving the job this week. Mark Hogan wrote in a letter to Governor Evers that his last day would be September 3rd. The lame duck laws passed in December prevented Evers from hiring Hogan's replacement before September 1st. But now that Evers is free, what is the timeline for hiring and what do you think Wiedek will look like under a new secretary? Yeah, uh, sources have told us that the Evers administration had begun interviewing people uh, to replace Hogan even before he wrote the letter announcing that he was uh, his actual date to step down. The questions I've heard from people about who Evers is going to pick are, you know, does he want somebody who's going to focus on startups, for example? Democrats have complained regularly over the years, especially while Walker was governor, that Wisconsin lagged nationally in terms of startups. And so some be more of an entrepreneur feel. 
does Evers want somebody who's going to be um, kind of a, a conservative steward of the taxpayer dollar, somebody who's you know, not going to take big risks with what's going on? Because one of the problems with Weedick is that the agency was was kind of like had a shaky foundation because the transition was rushed from the old Commerce Department to Weedick under Governor Walker. And it just had one problem after another and could never really get ahead of that. Hogan was seen as somebody's a calming force with the agency, helped right some of the wrongs. Do you want somebody to kind of keep trying to smooth out the waves with that agency? Or do you want a risk taker? And there's a Foxconn thing. Obviously, Weedick was a huge player in the state landing Foxconn. Uh, Governor Evers' question, uh, what's going to happen with that facility if it'll ever meet the promises that were originally made? Do you want somebody in that role who's going to be a cheerleader of Foxconn or a critic or somebody who's going to be trying to do, work with the best with the hand that's been dealt? Uh, those are things to kind of figure out. Is it somebody from the state, from out of state? How's a person fit politically? There are all kinds of factors like that for Evers to consider. You know, hires that person. It's going to be a key hire because this is your your main job creation agency. Granted, Evers has not been a fan of Weedick. He wanted to go back to the old Commerce Department, but this is what you have, the structure you have. How do you find somebody to fit your vision in that structure and go forward? And finally, now that we're past Labor Day, I'm wondering if more people will be paying attention to the 2020 presidential race. Republican President Trump narrowly won Wisconsin in 2016, and the state is considered a battleground for next year. With the Iowa caucuses being only five months away, might we soon see an increase in presidential candidates coming through Wisconsin? That's a good question. I mean, they're making an effort to be here, at least symbolically, like we're seeing people kind of stop in now and then. But we're kind of lower down the pecking order when it comes to the primary. So these stops have been largely about sending a message of Wisconsin is going to matter, for Democrats at least. Uh, President Trump obviously has made a stop or two in Wisconsin he needs Wisconsin in 2020 if he's going to win re-election. So I get the impression you're going to see kind of a little bit of occasional drop-ins. But what's going to happen is Iowa, New Hampshire, you got these other early states, um, Nevada and South Carolina, Super Tuesdays. Once those things sort of fall in place, we'll get the, that, that feel really start to gel. And the question is going to be, what is still out there in terms of like, is the nomination wrapped up for Democrats? after you know early march if it's not there's a window of almost a month for wisconsin is the only thing going on um yeah there i think there are caucuses and or primaries in like alaska and, and hawaii but we're all by yourself in the mainland for about three or four weeks something like that so we could have an intense focus sometime around mid-march um if money's up for grabs on the republican side you know president trump has got a couple three um challengers we'll see if any more serious but of those folks, do any of them last, you know, beyond January or February? Is there a real race there? Doesn't look likely because most polls that I've seen show President Trump with pretty rock solid approval ratings among Republicans, uh, the, the Trump those, those races. So it's kind of a question of, I guess what I'm getting at is what's the race look like? How's it progress? You know, if it's a blowout early, we might not see anybody really uh, before, ahead of April because we don't matter. But if it's still contested, we could be in the eye of the storm for a couple of three weeks where we could be a, a major player in who wins the nomination for Democrats. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.